great to see everyone today. Hopefully you can see and hear me okay. Please go ahead and indicate by typing into the chat box that you can hear and see me clearly, and we'll be getting started in just a moment. Okay. Uh, hello, Emma. Great, great, great to see you again. Hope that you're doing well. Myra, good. You can see and hear me okay. Wonderful. Um, so we'll be getting started in just a moment. It would also be very interesting to find out um, where where you are, where you live, and what you do for a living. So if you could type that in, that would be great for everyone to know and see. Go ahead and let us know where you live and and what you do for a living. Okay. Karen, Santan, David, Great Edwardson, Joyce, Abdulaziz, okay, Nikhil, support engineer, engineer, psychotherapist, yes, great, great. Yeah, so go ahead and um, type in where you live and what you do for a living. Great. We've got a wide variety of people. We have about 170 some people, maybe about 180 people who signed up. Obviously, that many people don't usually show up, but we do want to get more people to uh, to actually show up to these webinars. So let's go over a couple of logistics, and then we'll jump right into it. There's some very special stuff planned for you today, so I want you to be really tuned in, if you can try to uh, eliminate all distractions for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. And that way you'll be able to, to really focus and absorb what we're talking about today. So first thing is, if you have questions, you should be able to see a questions tab, um, depending on the device that you're using, okay? So on a computer screen, it's going to be over on your right-hand side. Um, on a tablet or mobile device, you may have to tap the screen and it could be at the bottom. So um, if you're using a mobile device or tablet, please let us know where you see the chat, the question, the polls. So if you have a question, just go ahead and tap the questions tab and type your question in there. Uh, if you have a comment, for sure, you can type that into the chat box. want to try to keep the... Uh, inter-conversations down to a minimum because it can be distracting if people are talking while other people are trying to focus on the content. So it's okay to make a comment, to ask a question, but try to keep the, the chat, chatter down to a minimum, especially do, during the teaching phase. During the question and answer, then it's okay. All right. So the reason that you're here today is... You're here because many of you, just like myself, have struggled, uh, and, and some of you still are struggling with, obviously, having these thoughts that get the best of you. And we're going to focus on two primary questions today that need to be answered. And these are, are some of the questions that you saw when you registered for the webinar. So for some of you, it's a matter of constantly and consistently anticipating the work, right? So you have 
certain events or experiences that come up during your day, during your week, during your month. And what happens is that often you anticipate the worst. You anticipate that you're going to stutter or get stuck on certain words or letters or things that you have to say. You anticipate maybe more generally that you're going to get stuck on something. You might be anticipating this because of who's in the room. So if there are a certain number of people in the room, then you may in fact be anticipating, ooh, there's a larger number of people in the room and therefore I usually get stuck. I usually have problems with my speech because there's more than five people or whatever the number is. Okay, so that's more general negative anticipation. Then there's specific. You may anticipate, oh, I have to say my name, I have to introduce myself, I have to say the name of my company or my job or, or I have to say a person's name or something. And so I may get stuck on that, right? So it's meetings, uh, presentations, uh, introductions, could just be something as simple as ordering coffee or ordering certain foods. I remember one lady said that she struggled to order her favorite food. So, so she always had to eat chicken, you know, for example. So uh, some of you have specific, specific anticipation, negative anticipation. And others of you have very generalized negative anticipation. Not only this, some of you struggle with beating yourself up. So let's just say you're in a conversation or you're in a meeting and you don't speak as smoothly as you would like. And so then you begin to think about it. You begin to worry about it and you begin to negatively anticipate. Okay. You begin to negatively anticipate those events or you begin to negatively uh, review those things that are happening to you. So this happens to a lot of people. And what we want to do is we want to give you some very, very specific steps that you can take to eliminate that negative anticipation and to eliminate beating yourself up. That is thinking about the fact that you just got stuck and you hope that you don't get stuck again. So you're thinking about that, you're replaying it, you're reviewing it over and over which makes the rest of your speech, the rest of your conversation go downhill. So we want to eliminate that, right? So I'm gonna give you some very specific steps that you can do today. So the first thing that we wanna do is take a look at these two key words here. And I just mentioned them. One is review or replay. Okay, review or replay. So what I'd like to do is, is have you type into the chat box. Type into the chat box. What does it mean to review or replay something? So remember, this is in, in reference to when you get stuck. And we all get stuck sometimes. We all have this fluencies. There's a big difference when someone gets stuck. They have this fluency and I don't think about it. They don't worry about it. They just keep going. Or someone that gets stuck and go, oh, I just got stuck. Oh my God, hope I don't keep getting stuck. It's a big difference. When we say review or replay, what does that mean? Just in general terms, just give me your own definition of when you review something or you replay it. Type into the chat box what that means for you. 
repetition, okay, assess, replay, repetition, constantly reliving the, the experience. Yes, Lamar, I got what you meant, assess, absolutely. To look at it again or to go over it again, very good, very good. What else? Replaying negative anticipation movie again and again, very good. Review, way to look what went wrong and improve. Okay, so now these words, obviously, review and replay aren't necessarily negative, right? Uh, they're, they're neutral. So when we can review something and be very positive, we have positive review. We can replay something and be very positive experience. Uh, but so these definitions are wonderful. Assess for improvement in a review. Yeah, so you have a review or you're reviewing something, you're assessing it, you're looking at what went well, what didn't go well, what can we do to improve it? Uh, debrief the situation afterwards and reflect on the situation. Very good, very good, constantly. Okay, so all of these are excellent definitions or descriptions of reviewing and replaying. Now, in our, in our context, we're talking about when you review a negative speaking experience and or you replay the negative speaking experience. So by show of hands, how many of you struggle with reviewing and or replaying negative speaking situations? It could be anything from you just got stuck uh, on a word or you weren't able to say something. How many of you kind of replay that over and over? You relive it, you re-experience it. And you may do it anywhere from minutes to hours to days. Type into the chat box, yes, this is something that I sometimes or often struggle with. Go ahead and just type that in. Okay, guilty. All right, for me, it means that I wanna stick it in my mind so that, so that that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, yes. All right. So we have quite a few people that do struggle with this. And go ahead and just keep typing as I'm speaking. Yes, if, if you struggle with, if you don't, um, you're probably in the wrong webinar. You're still going to learn some stuff, but, but it's okay. Uh, some of you may struggle with this a lot. Some of you may struggle with this a little bit. Okay. All right. A lot of the time you replay it more further down the road than immediately. Okay. Good point. So sometimes people think about it later on and not necessarily immediately. Okay. Very good. No, I don't because it makes you feel bad sometimes because it makes you feel bad. Right. So some people say, no, I really don't replay it because you feel bad and you don't want to feel bad. All right. So when you review and you constantly and or immediately and even later review and replay something, what are you doing to your capabilities? What are you doing to your potential? What are you doing to your performance when you review and replay a negative experience, whatever that experience is, we're talking about speech right now, how is that impacting your speech, your ability to perform well, your ability to speak well, when you are replaying or reviewing a negative speaking situation? Go ahead and type that in for me. How does that impact your speech? What does it do? Go ahead and type in your answer not keeping up today of, of your target speech, okay? What else does it do to your speech when you consistently or constantly review, relive, replay 
a negative speaking experience? How does it impact your speech? Can be positively or negatively, both depends, okay? Uh, who else? Increase your fear, make you hesitant. It would make you hesitant to speak the next time, okay? Uh, you're not helping it, it's likely to make it worse and create unwanted feelings. Okay, so, so somebody says, after review, you can do it better. Rohit, great. Helps to improve in what you did wrong, practice more. So for some people, when they review it, it helps them. For other people, it hurts. Very true, right? So for some people, reviewing or replaying something, they can take it and they can analyze it. They can say, okay, this is what I did. Uh, this is what I didn't do well, and this is what I can do next time. But for many people, reviewing it and replaying it it hurts them, it causes them to feel bad, and it can diminish your current performance. So if you're in the moment and you're thinking about the fact that you just got stuck, or if you're replaying uh, something that happened to you yesterday or the day before, then it can hurt your current speaking performance. Now, here's the thing. Here's something that you probably know, uh, but you may have not recognized this before, is that your brain does this automatically even if you don't consciously do it. So your brain looks for patterns so that it doesn't have to use as much energy the next time it's in that kind of a situation. So if you're speaking in a meeting or you are giving a presentation or you're ordering food or you're introducing yourself, your brain says, okay, this is how we do it. And whenever you have a negative experience, it impacts you emotionally, right? So it's not just an experience that you had, but the experience also has an emotion and feelings attached to it. And this gets imprinted into your neural network so that when there's a similar experience that comes up, immediately without you knowing it, your brain recalls the emotional experience, the feelings, the event that happens. And often again, without you knowing it, it says, okay, ooh, this, you know, we're probably going to get stuck again, or you're going to get stuck again. And, and it causes you your confidence to lower down, right? It causes you to have a decrease in self-confidence if you've had problems before. Now, does this happen to everyone all the time? Absolutely not. But this is how our brain works, and so this often happens to any of us, right? So when we negatively review, when we review something, if we review a negative experience and we replay it, what we're doing is we're reimagining it. We are causing it to happen over and over and over every time we replay it if we don't do something after it, right? And by doing this, we're impressing it and imprinting it deeper and deeper into our subconscious, deeper and deeper into our neural network, so that every time we have this new experience, we're replaying it, we're thinking about it, we're emotionalizing it, right? And that's not going to help your performance in the future. So what I'm going to do now is give you a new word that I want you to focus on, and that is to preview, to preview. And then I'm going to give you some very specific 
steps that you can take in order to make this happen. So, need your help again. What does it mean to preview something? What does it mean to preview something? Tell me what you think it means when you preview something. We have review, looking back over, not a bad word, but when you're reviewing something or replaying something negative that's happened over and over, uh, unless you analyze it and you walk away with positive steps you can take in the future, it can hurt you, right? So what does it mean to preview? Go ahead and type that into the box. Thinking before speaking, okay? Think about it before it happens. Give me a couple more. Give me a couple more. To think about something before that happens. Right. Okay. So when you preview something, you think about it or you see it. Pre meaning before, right? It's a prefix meaning before the same as anti. Anti can mean against or it can mean before. So preview means to see, view, to see beforehand. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you some very specific steps, strategies that you can use to preview the way you want to speak. And this is going to be much more helpful to you than reviewing or replaying the way you just spoke, unless it was good and unless you do it constructively. What you want to do is you want to spend more time previewing now, again, I'm going to give you some very specific steps on how to do this, how to preview, preview the way you want to speak. Because, in fact, you and I are doing this anyway. Whenever we worry about something or we replay something that's happened in the past, and the more we replay it, the more it settles into our subconscious. That is, the more it happens automatically, then we don't even know it's happening. So... You might walk into a situation and automatically you respond and you react and you speak the same way. You're like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not consciously thinking about doing it. It just happens. That's because you made it a pattern. It was a significant emotional event. And then you continue to every time you had these negative experiences, continue to think about it, to beat yourself up, right? To replay it, to re-experience it. And that became a pattern, a habit. So, so what we have to do so we have to have what we call a pattern interrupt. We have to interrupt that pattern of replaying, right? Replaying negative speaking experiences and create a new pattern of previewing positive speaking experiences, of previewing. Now, here's the thing. Here are a couple of things that I want you to remember. Number one, these are some principles. Number one. You are 100% in control of what you think, okay? You have 100% control over, number one, your thoughts. Number two, your feelings, believe it or not, Emotions. Number three, your actions. And number four, here's the big one, 
your experiences or your life, right? Your life itself. So let's just briefly talk about that. You have 100% control over what you think. Now, sometimes you may not think you do because you've developed a pattern of thinking a certain way. But guess what? Through sheer willpower, through sheer intention, or I intend to start thinking a different way, you can change that pattern of thinking, that, that habit of thinking a certain way. So you can control your thoughts. Your thoughts then prompt us to begin to feel a certain way, right? And often the feelings just start to happen on their own. All of this happens because of pattern and habit. Our brains and our bodies gear up chemically to support the way that we think. So if you and I keep beating ourselves up or we keep thinking that we can't, that we'll never be great speakers, that we're always going to, guess what our body does? We actually become addicted to that, to those kinds of thoughts. And our body starts to generate certain chemicals that support us thinking and feeling that way all the time so that it feels familiar. It feels normal. It feels natural. Even though it might be uncomfortable or painful, it's normal for us. And our body supports that train of thinking, that, that pattern of thinking. That's why it's so hard to get out because we get addicted to it. Just like some people get addicted to negativity. So you can change. You are in control over your thoughts. You're in control over your feelings, right? How you feel about something physically, right? You're also in control, therefore, over your behavior, your actions, your thoughts, you feel, and then what you actually do. You're in control over that. And as your thoughts and your feelings and your actions that ultimately are reflected in your life. Here are some very, very specific examples. If you think a certain way and therefore you begin to feel a certain way and therefore you behave a certain way, you are going to attract certain people into your life. You're going to have certain kinds of relationships. You're going to repel other kinds of people. You're going to see certain possibilities in terms of the kind of work that you can do, the kind of work that you can't do, the kind of people that you like to associate, the kind of people that you don't want to associate with. So you're going to attract all of those things into your life. You're going to see possibilities and opportunities, and you're going to miss other opportunities, right? Because of the way that you consistently think, feel, and act, those are going to be reflected in your experiences, right? In your life. So you're literally creating the kind of life that you want. Let's bring this down to speech. So if you believe, and if you constantly think about, oh, I can't speak this word, I can't say this word, and I always have problems on this word, then all of those things, those thoughts and those feelings and those actions, right? Even, even if you had no control over the fact that you struggled with your speech might have not been anything that you did at all, just happened to you, right? And you feel like it's out of your control, then you're going to support that, and that's going to be reflected in your life. But if you believe that this is something I can change, I was just talking with a client yesterday. She said, my future looks brighter now. In fact, she's going to be doing a video. Her name is Claudia. 
my future looks brighter now because now I know from personal experience that I do have control over my speech, that I can speak smoother and better and clearer and more confident. And because of it, I feel more confident. Remember that word, we're gonna talk about it in just a minute. I feel more confident. I see more possibilities and more opportunities so my future is brighter. So now she's reversing this thinking, which is changing her, her life opportunity. She's now seeing life there. So she is starting to see differences in her life experiences now, okay? So if you stay here and you negatively review, you negatively replay or you replay negative experiences, then you're going to perpetuate that in your life, in your speech, and therefore in your life. Does this make sense? All right. But if you learn to preview, and we're going to jump into this in just a few minutes, if you learn to preview the kind of speech you want and you keep your focus on that, then you're going to create the thoughts and the emotions and the actions, the behaviors, and then the life that you want and not the one that you don't want. I want you to replay this part and watch it or listen to it over and over because it's the key. It's the key in many ways to life, to living the kind of life that you want. This is the key. You have to believe this. You have to understand that this is a principle. And here's another principle that we're going to talk about in just a moment in terms of once you begin to preview on a daily basis the kind of speech that you want, there's something else that you need to do to make that happen, and it has to do with confidence. So let me walk you through what needs to happen, right? Steps that you need to take to positively preview the kind of speech that you want. So just just call this positive preview. I hope that you're you're following me here. So I'm going to give you just a few simple steps. We have an advanced version of this that we are going to be not just teaching, but walking you through in our live event. Yes, we're having a live event in May in Florida. Okay. It's a two and a half day live event. And we want, we're going to be sending you information on that soon over the next couple of weeks. We want you to be here. Um, this is our first live event and it's going to be amazing. It's just stuff that happens when you're live with people that doesn't happen when you're online. Um, although online and virtual events are fantastic and we're going to have those too, but we want you to be here and we have an advanced version of this, but I'm sharing with you a very basic version of it. So the first step that you want to take is to visualize you've heard actually, sorry, that's the second step is to verbalize, right? The second step is to visualize. The third step is to emotionalize. And the fourth step is to actualize, actualize. Okay. Hope that you can see that. If not, just listen to it. I'll send you out a few notes on this, but it's to verbalize. First one, visualize, emotionalize, and actualize. Let me break these down and make these very simple for you and, and give you specifically how you want to do this. Verbalize. Two things that I'd like for you to do. These are very specific steps. Every day, 
This should only take you a few minutes, like five minutes at most to do this whole thing. Two things. Number one, I want you to pick the one goal. Turn that into an affirmation. I'll give you an example. One affirmation, one goal that by doing it, it makes all of the other affirmations easier or unnecessary. This is something that I learned from a book called The One Thing, right? Something that I apply in my own life. So pick the one affirmation that's your highest priority, that if you accomplish this, it will give you 80 to 90% or more of your results. For some people, it's as simple as learning to slow their speech down. That gives them 80 to 90% of their results, just slowing their speech down. How do I know this? For years, for years, almost a decade now, but for years, many of my clients have told me just by slowing my speech down, I was able to do this. I was able to speak well. I was able to do just by slowing their speech down. Just that one thing is giving them like 80 to 90% of their results. Okay. So pick the one, write as an affirmation. For example, you can use you or I. So you can say, Whenever I speak, I always speak in a relaxed, calm, slow manner. Or I always speak slowly, smoothly, and in a relaxed manner. I always feel calm and speak in a relaxed manner. Right? That's that's one way to say. You can say, I don't. There's one that I have in my program called "I don't have to rush. I can take my time and say what I want to say." Now I know there's a negative in there. But it's there for a reason, because for most people, it's empowering when they say, I don't have to rush. I can take my time and say what I want to say. So it's that next part that empowers, that makes that first negative part more empowering. I don't have to rush. I can take my time and say, so that's another one. You can use the word you. You know what, Michael, you don't have to rush. You don't have to rush. You can take your time and say what you want to say. Or you know what, you always Take your time and speak smoothly, clearly, and confidently. So pick one affirmation, which is your one goal that's going to give you most of your results, right? And write it down. Now, you want to write it down anywhere from three to seven to 14 to 21 times. So, you know, maybe you write it down three times. or Maybe you write it down seven times. Just write it down. You're verbalizing it in writing. Now, the, the next part that you want to do is you want to say it aloud so that you can hear it. You don't have to say it so everyone can hear it. You say it aloud. You articulate it. So if you say, you always speak smoothly, clearly, and slowly, or you always take your time when you speak. Michael, you always take your time when you speak. But I always take my time when I speak. So I'm writing it, and I'm saying it, and I'm hearing it. So... In this first step of verbalizing, I'm going to write it three times, seven times. Let's just say three for now. I'm going to write it three times, and I'm going to say it as I'm writing. And I can use you, or I can use I, or I can use a mixture. Okay, is that clear? Verbalization. You're verbalizing it. You're writing it, and you're saying it. Now, you can do all of this again in about five to seven minutes. The next step is you're going to visualize it, right? You're going to maybe take... Or do a seven 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 or whatever combination of that. You can be a, a three five seven or it can be a five three five. Whatever whatever you want to do, or you can do a more advanced relaxation version. But do something that's going to relax you down a little bit. Doesn't have to take a long time. Take one minute. Relax yourself down, and then close your eyes and picture yourself in different scenarios, taking your time, 
and speaking slowly and smoothly, for example. So you want to visualize yourself in your meetings, speaking slowly, taking your time, pausing. Someone asks you a question, taking a breath. Sure, that's a great question. Well, and then taking your time and extending those first few words, right? So you visualize yourself. Now, some people are more auditory than visual, so it may be a little more challenging for some of you to see it, but you might be able to hear it, right? I work with someone who can hear it. It's a little more difficult for them to see it. That's okay. Do what you can to experience it internally. See it or hear it, see it and hear it, right? Visualize it. Spend just a minute going through different scenarios of your day, right? Uh, meetings, conversations, phone calls, ordering, reading aloud, whatever it is, social situation, and see yourself speaking smooth. So you're reinforcing what you wrote and what you said. You're reinforcing it by seeing it or mentally. There's another word, excuse me, ah, by mentally. All of you probably heard of this. Mentally, what? Rehearsing this. A lot of research has been done on this. Athletes do this. Professionals of all sorts practice mental rehearsal. Okay? Mental rehearsal. So you mentally rehearse yourself speaking well. You're previewing. You're previewing. You're seeing beforehand something that hasn't happened yet. You're seeing yourself. You've spoken it. That's why it's just called the power of positive speaking. You've spoken it aloud. You've written it. You've spoken it aloud. Now you're mentally rehearsing. You're seeing yourself speak well in a variety of different speaking situations. Right now, this one, you're adding emotion to these. Right. And I'll tell you how you're going to add emotion. You're going to do what I call physical rehearsing, physical rehearsing or physical rehearsal. And this is something that I do when I'm preparing a presentation is I will physically act it out. So I will mentally go through it silently and then I'll physically act it out. Now, what might that look like? So let's say you have a meeting coming up. So you physically, right? You audibly, verbally, physically act it out. You see yourself going to me. Oh, hi, John. How are you doing today? Great, great. And you see yourself sitting. You see them coming around to you saying, so listen, Michael, um, tell me, uh, can, you, can you share with us a little bit about why you reported those numbers on your report? And then you say, sure, no problem. Well, let's, let's start here. There were three reasons why I shared these numbers in this way. Number one. Right. So then you just walk through. So you physically do that. You act like you're in the meeting. You act it out. So you don't just sit and see it. That's helpful. It's very, very powerful. But you act it out. Right. And you actually put yourself in the place so that you emotionally add some emotion to it. You see yourself doing it. You hear yourself doing it. You feel yourself doing it. You experience it. You add some energy, some emotion to the verbalization, the visualization, and now you're acting it out. So you're physically rehearsing. So if you're ordering coffee, if you're making a phone call, if you're in a meeting, 
if your boss is there and if that's when you tend to, if it's in a, just a regular conversation with people, people that you don't know, you go through this process every day and you mentally rehearse it and you physically rehearse it, right? So you speak it out, you act it out. Actualize. Actualizing means you put it into practice, right? You can do all of these and it can help, right? But in order for you to know that it's helping, you have to actually do it. You have to actually, you have to actualize it, make it a reality. So that's where we're going to spend a couple of minutes on this idea of confidence, of confidence. And I just want to write a couple of words up here for you. It's very important as we talk about confidence trust, right? Prove, approve. And this word trial. And you'll see why I'm talking about these words now. So let me give you a very, very simple step that goes along with actualizing or actualization. If you want to become an excellent speaker and an amazing communicator, you're going to have to get out and you're going to have to put yourself under pressure. So you're going to have to use what you're learning in no pressure situations. That is when you don't need it, when you don't feel like you need it, when you're around your friends and family, when you're speaking well, you have to use it, right? You have to use your new way of speaking. You have to immerse yourself because it's competing with your old way. So you have to use the new way all the time. So no pressure, low pressure. There's a little bit of pressure, but you can still handle it if you use your old way. No, you want to use your new way in, no, in low pressure situations. And then let's skip to high pressure situations. So if you've been using it in no pressure and low pressure, you're going to eventually be able to use it in high pressure. But here's the thing. If you want to become an excellent speaker, in social and professional situations, right? I'm just using those two as just the two categories that cover everything. If you want to become an excellent speaker in both of those in all situations, then you're going to have to consistently put yourself out there in those situations, but also in high pressure situations. Many of my clients who have taken my advice and gone out and created and or taken advantage of public speaking opportunities have found that the confidence they developed from uh, speaking in public has dripped over, spilled over into their social situation, their social self-confidence, okay? You may not see how, but it does work. So what you want to do is you want to get out there and you want to Go to Toastmasters, uh, volunteer for things at work, put yourself in high pressure speaking situations because what it does is it builds your self-confidence. It builds your self-confidence. So when you know, when, when do you know that you can trust someone else, right? When do you know that you can trust someone? You know that you can trust them when they've been, and here's another word, when they've been tested right? You may not look at it like this, but if someone says like, let's just say that you have a child 
and someone says that they're going to pick your child up and drop your child off at a certain time, how do you know you can trust that person? Well, it's probably because they've been tested either by someone else that you trust and or know or by you. That Somehow they've done things consistently, right? they've proven themselves through those tests. Well, they did this. They they kept their word over here. They said that they were going to do So I can trust them or I know this person, right? There's, there's a relationship and that relationship is built on trust and the trust is built on the fact that the person does what they say they're going to do. So they've proven themselves. Same thing with you. You will have greater confidence when you've proved to yourself that you can do what you want to do, what you said you're going to do. Okay. And a part of this proving to yourself, therefore developing trust, therefore developing self-confidence, is testing yourself. A part of testing yourself is that you're going to experience trial. Now, what's a trial? Well, trial is like if I want to test and approve some type of metal, if I'm making a sword, this may come from the Greek, I'm making a sword and I want to test to make sure that the, the metal is strong, I'm going to put this metal and fire to test it, to burn off all the impurities, right? And that fire isn't going to feel good, right? So therefore, when you and I want to build self-confidence, we are going to have to, at some point, put ourselves under some pressure, under a trial, where we're probably going to fail in some areas, where we're not going to perform as well as we would like, where it's going to be painful in one way or another. Does this make sense? This means putting yourself out there and possibly not performing as well as you would like the first time or the second time or the fifth time, right? But as you use what you're learning and you put yourself out there, what you find is if you really apply what you're learning and you use it in no pressure and low pressure, when you get in high pressure, it eventually is going to work. And even though it's going to be uncomfortable for you because you're putting yourself in an unfamiliar environment and your brain doesn't like that, right? You are losing what we call homeostasis where it's your, your balance. You feel balanced. This is familiar. I like this. I know this. No, this is something I don't like. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to perform. It's unfamiliar. So you're not going to like it. Your brain is not going to like it. It's going to fight against it and it's going, and it can feel painful, especially if it's, if you do something that's embarrassing, right? So it's the trial that you have to put yourself through in order to test yourself, in order to prove and approve, in order for you to develop trust to say, you know what, it doesn't matter what speaking situation I'm in, I can handle it. Right. I've done so much speaking in so many different speaking situations. I've spoken in Spanish and it, my Spanish isn't that great. I mean, I can, I can hold myself, I can carry, but I've done some things that's uncomfortable and some things I would be uncomfortable, but I've done it. I've spoken to large groups, small groups. I've spoken outside. I've done all kinds of stuff. And so now I know that virtually any speaking situation, even though I might feel anxious and nervous, I know that I can handle it because I've tested and proved and not trust myself to be able to handle it. And I have clients who do the same thing. So their confidence level is way up here now. But you have to put yourself under pressure. You have to do it or else this just doesn't work. So actualizing means getting out there and actually 
I'm kind of misusing the word, but actually doing what it is that you've been verbalizing, visualizing, and emotionalizing. You have to get out there and do it. Now, what does all of this have to do with not beating yourself up and not constantly replaying or reviewing negative situations in a negative way, right? It's everything, right? What you want to do is you want to learn to speak, but it's preview the way you want to speak, preview this kind of speech that you want to have. How do you preview it? You verbalize it, you write it down, you say it, you visualize it, you mentally rehearse it. I got a meeting. How am I going to act in this meeting? Uh, I have a phone call. I have this. I, I have a present. I have an interview. How am I going? You mentally rehearse it. You emotionalize it. You physically rehearse it. You walk it out. You do it right. Then you 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 put yourself in those kinds of situations. I've had clients that go out and just take interviews. They know they didn't want the job. They just did it to actualize, right? To build their self confidence. So. Here's something that I believe I put in the promotion for this. What do you do sometimes when you do feel a little anxious? You have a presentation that's coming up and you do feel kind of anxious about it. Is there anything you can do? Well, if you've been actualizing, putting yourself out there, what's going to happen is your experience is going to override your feelings. Right, your experience is going to override even your thoughts. Sometimes you may anticipate, "Ooh, I might get stuck on this word." And some of you have experienced this. You thought that you got that you were going to get stuck, but you didn't. You felt like you're going, but you didn't. It comes from actualizing. So you you get out there and you do it, and you prove to yourself so that really your brain knows that you can do it. And then even though you feel a little anxious. Here are some things that you can do, and, and I'm really just going to give you a couple of things. And this has happened to me before, too, and I love to speak. But um, one time I was doing a presentation in front of a couple of hundred people a couple of years ago. I hadn't done that you know, a little bit because I've been doing coaching all the time. So I did. I volunteered to do two presentations, one in a smaller group, 25, 30 people, another one, a couple of hundred people. And I felt my heart was pounding on my chest. I said, wow, that's how my clients feel. And I said, I'd love to do this. I'm I don't know why I feel this way because I want to do it. I love it. I know I'm going to do well, but my heart was pounding. So what did I do? Well, I told, I talked to myself and I took certain actions. I breathed deeply and rhythmically. And when I took the mic, I spoke slowly. I started slowly. And when I got done, people came up to me unsolicited. I didn't say, Hey, um, how did I do? People just came up to me and said, that was fantastic. I love the way you took your time. You had me engaged, even though it was slow, but it was it was engaging. You took your time and and I'm going to buy this program, you know, whatever it was. So here's what I want you to know. Uh, going slow and taking your time is one thing that can help you, that can help most people. But you can override those thoughts, those anticipatory thoughts, those feelings that, oh, uh, I'm going to get stuck. There's certain physical things that you can do, but you got to remember these principles that you can control your thoughts, you can control your, you can control your actions and your experience. All these things go together and reinforce each other. So if you've been working through this process, 
you're going to have enough experiences, actual experiences that build your confidence, your trust in yourself, your self-confidence that build your trust so that when sometimes your feelings seem like they're, they're getting away from you and you can't control, your experiences can override your thoughts sometimes and your feelings. And sometimes your thoughts can override your feelings, right? Sometimes your thoughts and feelings can override your experiences. Maybe you've had negative experiences, but you're overriding that by changing the way that you're thinking and feeling through what? Through previewing through this process. Do you see how it works? Okay, good. We're going to wrap up right there. Um, I did a series on positive, on the power of smooth speech self-talk. Uh, I'm going to send you guys a link to that. Here's our, what I want you to do. Two actions I want you to take. Number one, watch this, listen to it. I'll try to send you an audio of this. You want to go through this again. This is very, very important information. Again, it's all research-based. You can go out and check it out. You're going to find, boom, this is all solid stuff. I want you to keep in the back of your mind we're having a live event in Florida. We'll be sending out stuff on that. But two actions I want you to take. Some of you are out there watching this, and you're not in our coaching, and you're not taking our self-study. Watching these videos and watching the YouTube videos is okay. It's fine. But generally, it's not enough. It's just temporary. It gives you some temporary fixes. What I find is that people, and how do I know this coaching client, self-study clients, tell me this. Well, I was watching your videos. I was having a bad day. I had a bad interview. So I watched some of your videos. I felt good. I spoke well for a while. And then I stopped. And then things went back. And then I came back. So they go through these cycles for months and years. And years. Here's what I want you to do. So Myra's going to go ahead and post a link to the self-study. Okay. Take some action today. Um, she's also going to post the link to the assessment session for our coaching. We have three different coaching programs priced um, very differently. So there's a little something there for everyone. If you're a professional and you want to accelerate your progress, then you're going to want to work with me one-on-one -on -one based on my availability, right? So you're going to want to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. That's the fastest way to get to where you want to go. Um, all of this has been scientifically based. We have people who are doctors and scientists and engineers. I have guys working at Apple. i got a guy working at Microsoft. I have a surgeon. We have people who, they do their research. They're not going to just choose any program. They choose this one in part because they want to become excellent speakers, amazing communicators, and not just not stutter. So this isn't for people who just want to not stutter. Remember, you don't get extra points in an interview or anywhere else for not stuttering. You get extra points for being an amazing speaker, right? So that's what this program is about. That's who it's for. It's for people that want to become amazing amazing speakers, not just not stuttering. No one says, oh, wow, he did a fantastic job. He didn't stutter. She didn't even stutter. No, they say, wow, that person, they, they engaged me. They, they were clear, right? So if you want to do that and you want to accelerate the progress, you don't want to be working on this for months and months and years and years, the coaching is the way to go. If you are working full time and you have the money, only you know if you have the money, you're going to spend that money someplace. Trust me, you're going to spend it someplace on a vacation. You're going to buy something. Months are going to go by 
you're going to look back and you're going to be in the same place. Your speech is not going to improve by itself for, I'm almost going to say everyone, right? Just not going to improve by itself. It could, could, but it probably won't. You're going to have to do something. If you want to accelerate that process, coaching is the way. It gives you accountability, gives you feedback, which saves you time. You also have a very special community of people, right? So it's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. And it's going to allow you to take advantage of opportunities that are around you now. It's going to take your, your speech and your life, your career to a whole nother level. So coaching is the way to go for that. If you're not ready for coaching or for one reason or another, you're just not able to afford it, do the self-study. Do the self-study. We have a very special self-study. It's $169 and then it's $19.97 a month. You can cancel after three months. We want you in the community. And why is it $19.97 a month? It's not just $19.97 a month for the self-study. We've just created a special WhatsApp Zoom group. So now the self-study community has its own group, WhatsApp. I'm there. Previous coaching clients are there, mentors. And once a month, we meet for a live Zoom session, right? Zoom video, where I'm going to answer your questions or one of my coaching clients or a previous coaching client or a mentor will be answering your questions. I'm going to be there for now. So we'll be answering your questions. We're going to be adding like an opportunity like Toastmasters for you to present, for you to practice with each other. This will happen for now for once a month. So you're getting a WhatsApp group and a live Zoom session. Uh, the live Zoom session is once a month. The WhatsApp group is forever, right? So you're getting that and that's what you're paying in 1997 for it's three months minimum. After three months, you can cancel that, right? But you'll be removed from that, but you'll have still have access to the self-study. If you go to my website, self-study is 247, I think it is. Um, so this is 169, 1997 a month to be a member of this community. Okay. So take advantage of that. Take a step now to start your speech on the smooth speech journey. Do something. Set up an assessment session to meet with me. Go in there, click the link. Make sure that you've reviewed the details of the coaching, including the pricing. Make sure that you're ready to go now, right? Don't set it up to meet with me if you're not ready now. If you're saying, well, next year or six months from now, then wait for six months to set up the assessment session. Set the assessment session up now if you're ready to take the step because there's opportunities that you're missing right now. Job opportunities, social opportunities, relationship opportunities that you're missing, that you've been missing. And there's no reason for you to miss them. The time's going to pass anyway. Three months from now, you're either going to look back and go, wow, look at my speech. It's better. It may not be exactly where I want it, but it's way better. Or you're going to look back and go, man, I'm still struggling with my speech. Let me go look at a video. Okay. So do something now. Set up your assessment session. Do the coaching or take advantage of the self-study. Many of my clients did the self-study first. They got to a certain level and they said, I want to go higher. I want to go to the next level. Then they did the coaching. So depends on where you're at, what you want to do. If you want to jump in, you want to accelerate this thing, do the coaching now. Set up your assessment session. If you don't care and you want to take your time or you just can't afford, do the self-study. That's all I'm going to say about that. So we'll be sending out a replay automatically. I want you to watch it, but I do want to encourage you and inspire you to do something now. Uh, 
I'm going to be sending you out an, a video uh, of a young lady who I worked with a year ago, and she uh, sent in an unsolicited video. Hey, just wanted to share with you guys. I was at a meeting. And I was speaking. And I was inflecting. And I noticed, and my colleagues just came up to me, and they said, "Wow, you know, your speech was so good. There's, I don't. There's something special about the way that you were speaking. You had us engaged. You're you're an excellent speaker. You're an amazing speaker. You should be a teacher." A year ago, that would have never happened. She would have never thought that. They would have never thought that. So this is for real. This really works. All right. Got just a couple of minutes. Uh, let me check and see if there's some questions. Just a few minutes. Okay, let me just go through some of these questions for you. So, Michael, um, what if you challenge yourself for toe smash and after that you get stuck? What do you do to reverse in the middle of a large crowd? Great. All right. So let's say you go to Toastmasters and you get stuck. So that's that's a part of the trial, right? So remember, we talked about trials. That's very important that you understand that those kinds of things can happen. Um, I remember one time I was speaking in front of a large group, and this is the first time this ever happened to me. This has never happened where I was saying a C word and it was communicate, and I said, K -k -k. like then it was on the mic so you could hear, it's like, K -k -k. <laughs> and I stopped, and I was like, and I almost laughed at myself, where did that come from? And then I just said, communicate, right? And I, and I went on, and people loved it and so forth, but I didn't go, K -k -k. oh my God, I just stuttered, I hope they don't, you know, and then, so you look at it like a bump in the road. In fact, I have a video where I call it just the bump in the road theory. It's a bump in the road, you go back, you, you put the word in front of it. If you absolutely have to, you, ch you change the way you say it if you have to, right? You do whatever you need to do in that moment to smoothly navigate your way through that situation. You act like you're thinking. Do whatever you have to do to get through that situation. And don't think about it, at least not for the rest of that presentation. It happens. Sometimes you shake it off. I've been speaking to people and just got just fumbled and just, just went like that, like literally just whew and took a breath and continued on, okay? So you do what you need to do. You just don't stop and let them. They might not even know that you got stuck unless you visibly show it. They might just, maybe he's thinking or pausing, right? So you don't let them know. Don't try to push through it. If you do and they see it, just shake it off and say, I'm sorry, I just got stuck a little bit. Let me... um rewind a little bit okay so you you have to do that and then you have to just keep preparing yourself and putting yourself out there and you will improve okay hopefully that answered your question that can happen but it's a part of the process how to not get stuck on your own name all right so this is one of those questions where and it's one o'clock for those of you that have to leave please leave i'm going to go ahead and answer just a couple of more questions um so this is not just something where you can just use a technique to say your own name or any word or letter. It's a matter of changing what I call your speaking identity, right? And that's where the modeling comes in. That's where the learning to speak with a good rhythm and flow. That's where putting yourself out there in more and more speaking situations so that you start seeing yourself speak with a rhythm and flow. Maybe you use introduction. Oh, sure, my name is blah, blah, blah. And you do it. I had a young lady who I worked with last year. She struggled to say her name. In fact, she was severe when we first worked together. 
she just wrote me about a month ago and said, I'm happy to say that somewhere way up in the 90 some percent of the time, I can say my name smooth. And then even if it's not smooth, she can still say it. It just might not be as smooth as she like. But before that, almost every time she said her name, she used to get stuck. So it's a process. It's a process. And it's a holistic process. So it's not just one technique. That one technique may not work all the time. It's a matter of changing your pattern of speech, changing the way you think and see. You may go, oh, that's just too much. Well, hey, it's a part of the journey. So if you want to be able to say your name well, then you've got to embrace the whole system and you've got to immerse yourself. And trust me, you will get there and it might be sooner than what you think. Okay. So I can't say, well, just use Airflow Lincoln or just use this to say your name because that's probably not going to cut it all the time. It's a holistic process, changing the way you speak, changing the way that you speak all the time and changing the way that you think about yourself and about speech all the time. And as you do that, you'll see, wow, I'm able to say my name more, more and more smoothly. Okay. All right. Um, Speech is getting better and better, but sometimes you start blocking frequently and become self-conscious about speech and you get down with spiral. What should I do during that time? So your speech is getting better. What you want to do is when you get stuck, remember, you don't want to say stuttering and blocking. You've heard me say this. Disassociate yourself with stuttering words. I stutter, I block, because then you always are associating yourself as a person who stutters and blocks. Let's say when I get stuck, everyone gets stuck. Oh. When I get stuck, what do I do? What do you do? Well, first, you don't think about it right then, but you say, okay, uh, what could I have done better? Was I was I rushing? Did I was I speaking in a choppy manner? Was I was I speaking too fast? Was I not maintaining? So whatever you look at, was I not modeling? Right? Have I been consistent? You ask yourself all these questions because what you're going to find is that there's something that's under your control that you probably either are not doing or you're not doing consistently or something that you should be doing more of. You're almost 100% of the time, you're going to find that something under your control. Sometimes it's a matter of figuring that out. Sometimes it's, it's a challenge to figure that out by yourself. Ergo, the coaching, ergo, the WhatsApp group. So you can ask and get some feedback. Okay. So, Figure out what that thing is that maybe you're not and got to be honest with yourself. And then once you do that, you say, oh, OK, there is something I can do about this the next time. In the moment, you look at it like a bump in the road. You you simply say, you know, that's OK. Let me just stay focused on the conversation, stay focused on what I'm doing now and not keep thinking about the fact that I just got stuck. Because if you do that, you will spiral down. So you keep your 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 thoughts focused on what you are doing now on the message and not on the fact that you just got stuck. But then there's all the things you need to be doing leading up to those moments. So you make sure you're doing those consistently. Okay. All right. Is it better to listen a lot, a lot of different audios and speaking, or just have a select a few that you listen to over and over? Because one thing I noticed is that it's a lot different audios to listen to and have trouble deciding which ones to play. So what you want to do is you want to kind of have a playlist of audios that are addressing certain aspects of your speech. Could be self-confidence, could be public speaking, it could be something, and again, these can be audios from other people as well, not just me, 
but you have a library and they're categorized and you listen to them based on your need for that particular time. It's exactly what I do for my life in other areas for business and, and things like that. And then you keep playing those audios over and over and you make sure though that you're implementing something, right? So if you keep playing them, you're not implementing, then they're not really going to help. They might make you feel better. They might improve your speech a little, but to consistently improve your speech, you're going to need to implement something. So you categorize them, you have a library and you keep recycling them over and over and you implement something. So you take maybe one thing and you work on implementing that for a period of time and then you come back and you pick up something else. Okay. I hope that that helped. You stop breathing when you talk. How do you prevent that? All right. Um, one thing that you want to do, 777 breathing exercise, again, that can be five, three, five, whatever it is. You want to work on breathing. When I have folks do the modeling, they learn to recalibrate their breathing. So they take one of my videos, they memorize it, and then they try to, to match their rhythm, their style, as close to mine as possible. What happens is they're trying to figure out where is he taking his breaths. So they practice so that they can speak same kind of rhythm that I do and it recalibrates your own breathing right then you take that and through our free flow speaking exercise you practice free flow speaking that is just saying random things or speaking on certain subjects you take that and you transfer over your presentation style the one that you were using when you were modeling you transfer it over into your conversation so what I tell people is we develop the habit of taking in slightly deeper breaths through their nose before and while you're speaking. So, and you don't have to do this forever, but you do it long enough until you recalibrate your breathing. So you, you do modeling, free flow speaking, and when you're speaking, you have to become conscious that I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to speak on the exhalation and maintain a nice rhythm and flow. Right? So you may have to speak that way for weeks or for a month or for a few months until you recalibrate your breathing. That is until you train your body to breathe more rhythmically, more deeply, more naturally. Okay, so that's an answer to your question. You be conscious of how you're breathing. You breathe more consciously through your nose, a little more deeply, so that when you're speaking to people, you get used to taking the breaths and speaking that way. All right, hopefully that's helpful. Okay. All right, Michael, you really helped me out. You changed the way I speak. Thanks. I want to ask, how can I work on extending words technique? Okay. I'm not sure if you're in our self-study um, or if you just watch one of my videos, which again, this will be one of the reasons why you want to join the self-study because there's various videos that address certain techniques. And so you want to watch all of those videos and not just one. And you want to be able to ask these questions in the group. But to answer your question, the way that you can work on extending is simply by doing something like the free flow speaking exercise and focus on extending more of your words while you're speaking. So you practice it. Then you go out and in conversations, say, for example, you take a week and you say, this week and all of my conversations, I'm going to focus on extending more of my words. Right? And so you have to be conscious and you have to be vigilant 
so that you're extending more of your words and all of your conversation. And what happens is your brain turns that into a habit. Okay. Remember that's one technique and it's extremely helpful, but it's just one. So I hope I answered your question. You practice it free flow speaking and you focus on extending more of your words in the regular conversations. What modeling does is it helps you see how it sounds to extend your words. So it doesn't sound weird, right? If you're extending all your words all the time, it's going to sound weird. I extend a lot of my words and I don't think it sounds weird. I don't think it sounds weird. Right. So modeling helps you learn to extend your words and inflect and articulate and do all those things where it's not weird. Okay. So modeling and practicing and in, in actualizing in real life, go ahead and focus on that for a specified period of time. Do it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, uh, six weeks, 12 weeks. You practice on extending more of your words. It'll become a habit. All right. Uh, let's see. Great. All right. So looks like we've answered all the questions. I hope that this uh, webinar was helpful for you. You're going to get a replay. I'll go ahead and try to get you out the audio as well. Again, take some action today. Do the self-study. Do the self-study. That offer is not going to stay there forever. So take action today. Do the assessment. Meet with me if you want to accelerate your progress. My coaching clients improve their speech far faster, sometimes 10 times faster. Working with me, a person can see dramatic improvements in three months, and then they continue to see improvements of that six months, seven months, eight months, a year later. They're at a whole nother level. People working on their own in six, seven, eight months, a year, two years, they're at levels that are far, far, far below where they would have been had they done the coaching. So, so if you're a professional, that's the way to go. Um, if you want to take your speech to the next level, if you're not ready, can't afford it, do the self-study. All right. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys, just, just reading some of the comments. Thank you, Montham, Karen, Pooja, Harshit. We'll see you guys next time.